0: Hey hey everybody. It's Nearby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nearby on Twitter. I am Nearby on Instagram. I'm also Nearby wherever fine books about fine books are sold. And it's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. It's episode 10, the 10th anniversary of this amazing better than Joe Rogan podcast. 10 years. Ah. Anyway, we're good today. We're going to recap and review Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episodes uh, 3 and 4, starting with the episode entitled Save the Max, air date September 22nd, 1990. And we start with Screech and Zack, and they're in Zack's room, or sorry, they find a room in the school. After Screech uh, was dumped down a garbage chute by a bully, he discovered this room, and is filled with a bunch of furniture covered in sheets. Like you see in the uh, movies and the old TV shows when people stumble into a, uh, an abandoned house or something. Sometimes there'll be just all the furniture will be just be covered in sheets and dust. Well, Screech found this after a bully kicked his ass and shoved him down to garbage. Zack notices posters of the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix on the wall. Screech notices a poster and he, he asks Zack, Who the three guys with Paul McCartney are? <laughs> uh, Zack removes the sheet... Or a sheet, and he uncovers a big panel for a radio station that uh, used to be at Bayside called KKTY. Zach removes more sheets, revealing a server looking dealy in the background. You know, this is 1990. This is when servers and technology was just had to be put on big shelving units. <sighs> Trust me, I work in broadcast media. I've been through since for well, for the last 25 years. I've seen some technology back when I started working in the industry in '95. Oh, the technology we were using back then is just laughed and scoffed at now. It's crazy how technology is advanced. So anyway, Zach reveals a bunch of stuff, plus he, he unveils a shelf with a bunch of records on it. Uh, I'm glad to see that records, rec- records a vinyl, has uh, made a, a little bit of a comeback in the last few years. Now, I've heard that you can't just go and get anything on vinyl. It's only the best uh, music of all time, like I guess maybe well the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. You probably can't go out and get Cardi B on vinyl. Not that I'm mocking her, but I don't listen to her. I just know that she, apparently, based on what I've seen from people talking about her online, she's a bit of a joke. But that could just just be me and my old manness talking. So anyway, Screech plugs the main panel in and everything turns on. We then go to Belding's office where Belding confirms that Bayside did have a radio station. And Zach asks asks Belding who ran the station.
1: Oh wow, it wasn't that a happening tune. I'm the Big Bopper and you beautiful people are grooving to KKTY, the most out of sight station in the nation. Can you dig in? KKTY, Tiger. Now groove to this groove. (laughs) Richard Belding, this is the principal. Report to my office immediately. Man, what does that jerk want
0: now? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Big Bopper returns from his days and he looked awesome. <laughs> I mean, we've seen every. in the Saved by the Bell intros where it shows all the characters and their names and yay, this is this person. We're in Belding's little mixture, we see a quick shot of him as the big bopper with the long hair and the mustache and the hippiness. Yeah. What a cool little look, man. I would have loved to live back in the... Well, preferably I would have loved to have lived back back in the 50s, when everything was carefree and everybody believed everything that they heard and saw on the TV, you know? Before everybody started questioning it now. Damn it. <sighs> so anyway, Belding returns from his little daydream and he tells students... That Bruce Springsteen stole the boss nickname from him. <laughs> Zack tells Belding that they'd like to put KKTY back on the air and Belding replies, What? Screech then starts to slowly reply again be- before being stifled. <laughs> uh, Screech is awesome. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's awesome. We would like... Ah, <laughs> uh, What a foil. And I heard that the... Everybody's heard about that the Save by the Bell reboot is coming. I think it starts airing in a couple of weeks as of this uh, recording. And I've heard that uh, as of now, Dustin Diamond is not in it. I haven't looked up why. I don't know if it's because of uh, what he went on to do after Save by the Bell. Apparently he made a sex tape, I believe, I heard. I mean, I never saw it, but... I mean, if if, uh, um, Jesse Spano... Uh, her, I forget her name, the real name. If she can go and make, um, showgirls, give Screech a break for crying out loud. Anyway, Belding tells the students, uh, no, he's not gonna bring TKKTY back, but Kelly believes it'll help with to raise school spirit. While Zach says that Belding can teach them all the, well, everything he knows, all of his knowledge about radioisms. Slater tells Belding that they want to follow in his footsteps and learn from the big bopper. And they all start a bopper chant. Belding then happily agrees on the condition that he has the final say as to what goes on the air. We then go to the max and Zach has assigned everybody but Slater a position on the radio. Slater says that he wants to cover sports. Because when he watches games on TV, he turns the volume down. And he does his own commentary. <laughs> Zach agrees. And Slater is made Sports Guy. he tells the group that he's going to be the most talked about guy on Tiger Radio. (laughs) Max then arrives with Little Burgers. And he tells the group that he's had to cut costs in order to make ends meet. The group sympathizes for Max. And we then go back to the radio station. Back at the radio station, Zach is on the air. He's introducing the audience to the station. As Screech provides sound effects, a la, If you have any, if anybody knows of Howard Stern or saw the Howard Stern movie uh, *Private Parts*, where uh, he had that. Um, oh, well, why was my brain all messed up today? Must be because my house smells amazing. I'm currently slow cooking a beef stew, which I'm filming, and you can check it out uh, in the future. Sealandcraypuse.com, all the cooking stuff I do. But yeah, yeah, the dude, the dude that Stern first hires to do the sound sound effects. That was that's what Screech was doing. Anyway, then we then cut to Jesse giving a news report on green meat being served at Bayside and students getting sick. We then see Lisa doing a report on gossip and then Kelly playing DJ under the name Kelly Desire and she tells the crowd that they're the ones or that, you know, they're with the ones that they love and all that's missing is a romantic song. She then cues Screech to play a romantic song and he plays a metal track. <laughs> Oh, Screech is. Uh, I don't think Screech gets enough respect, man. A lot of people, I don't think, liked Screech back in the day, but now watching him when I'm older, like the, the, the dude, Dustin Diamond was awesome. He was funny as hell playing Screech. I mean, there's more funny moments coming up with Screech in this episode of Bayside Buddy 10th Year Anniversary coming up. Ah, <sighs> Screech, bring him back. I mean, I don't intend to watch the reboot, but still, bring the dude back. He was—he's been in it since he was in it since Miss Bliss's class. So we then go to Screech, who's telling a ghost story for Screech's Mystery Theater. And right when he's about to uh, deliver a jump scare of sorts, Zack cuts him off right at the cliffhanger and tells the audience to tune in next week. Zack then introduces Slater to give the sports news. <laughs>
1: hey, thanks, Wolfman. Okay. First things first, let's check out the old scoreboard. Huh? I mean, hey, give me a break. It's not that old, right? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, in local uh, high school action, it was... It was Bayside 5, Valley 4. I guess that means we won, right, math majors? (laughs) 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 This is A.C. Slater and just remember fans in the airport of life sports is just the baggage Think
0: about it. yes terrible <laughs> freaking terrible and, and and bayside beat valley 5 to 4 <laughs> at what idiot <laughs> oh but i guess that means that bayside is now up 4 to nothing in the say by the bell universe rivalry between bayside and valley after winning the wrestling match the homecoming football game, the cheerleading competition, and now, uh, uh, whatever ball Slater, clown, Slater asks the group how he did and Zach lies and tells him that he did very good, very well. Slater believes this flat out lie <laughs> and he leaves all happy as Zach tells the group that Slater needs a muzzle <laughs> and we go to commercial.
1: Rollerblade Barbie I skate, you skate We both got clothes that look great But Rollerblade Barbie Only your skates flicker and flash My friends, your friends We all love the hottest trick. Oh, cool Rollerblade But Rollerblade Barbie Only your skates flicker and flash Rollerblade Barbie You've got something special Rollerblade Barbie doll comes with a pair of Rollerblade skates that really flicker and flash Dolls each sold separately
0: after the break, oh, seriously, it smells amazing in here. Oh, really. Slow cooking, baby. I love it. Anyway, after the break, everyone but Slater is at the max debating on whether they should tell Slater that he sucks ass. <laughs> Kelly thinks that listeners, you know, maybe listeners thought that he was fine. And she she points, she calls out to a random random dude in the max. And she, uh, oh, a few random dudes. And she asks the random dudes what they thought of Tiger Radio. And they all say that they loved it. Zach then asks them what they thought of the sports reporter. And they all pretty much say that he sucked ass. <laughs> Zach then says that they've got to get rid of Slater now, but Kelly wants to try and help instead. Because that's what Kelly does. We then go back to the radio station where Zach tells Slater that he's the top draw. And the less that he says, the better things will be. You see, that's, the, that's the funny thing. Nowadays, if somebody's really, really awful on the radio they'll basically become a meme and they'll be in demand because people love the, well, a lot of people, myself included, included find humor in people failing. Not failing, failing to the point where, oh my god, it ruins their lives, but failing in a funny way. So I think Slater being a suck-ass sports announcer would uh, go over pretty well these days. <sighs> oh well. Anyway, Slater's not sure about uh, Zach's idea but Zach is given, But Zach... Has written a script for Slater to read. Slater uh, gives the uh, script a quick read, and all it is is him introducing himself, reading off sports scores, and saying thank you. (laughs) So it's basically, hello, this is Slater, uh, Bayside beat Valley 5 to nothing, thank you. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Zach tells Slater that he's going to be on air every chance that they get, and he'll get twice the airtime now. Slater now likes the idea and he starts to read off the cue cards with a little pizzazz and he leaves so he he rereads the script that Zack gave him and Slater's just now he's just saying five nothing five nothing and he's excited and he leaves because he's uh well he's Slater <laughs> Jessie then arrives and tells the group that she did some research and found out that the Bayside school district owns the Max And if the Mac or if Max, not the Max, but you know, the Max, who owns the Max, doesn't come up with $10,000 by next week, the Max, as in the restaurant, will be turned into a parking lot. Zach quickly comes up with a plan to put Jesse on the air and tell listeners about what's going on. Then go to Belding's office, where he is ticked off with Jesse and Zach because they called the school district greedy, deceitful, and irresponsible. Belding tells them that the school board has demanded Belding be fired now as a result. You know, because if the students did that, well, who's going to pay? The principal. Just like in sports. You don't fire the players, you get rid of the coaches. Jesse asks Belding if there's something that he can do, and Belding replies that the board has already made their decision and he's not going to stick his neck out for the radio station again. And when he said again, Zach's interest suddenly peaks up. Belding tells Jesse and Zach to drop the protest, and he leaves to meet with the school board. Zack tells Jesse that something's up with Belding, and he asks her to do some digging to find out what it is. We then go to the halls of Bayside where Lisa and Kelly arrive with uh, copies of the school newspaper, which has reviewed the radio station. The reporter of the newspaper liked everybody except whatever ball boy. <laughs> the reporter stated that Slater stinks, and someone should wave a skunk in front of him, <laughs> which is what Screech had said earlier there's a couple of others anyway Slater arrives and the group quickly hire the newspaper papers behind their back Then along comes Screech he's got his own copy of the paper and he tells the group that there's a review of the radio station in it Slater asks what the review said about him and Screech because he's Screech tells Slater that he stinks (laughs) Slater grabs the paper and he reads more of the review which states that Slater is boring, dull and he should become a mime (laughs) He laughs it off and turns to the gang for their opinions, but they whistle and ignore him. Slater then realizes that that's the reason that his time on the air was cut. He tells the group that he'd rather get the truth from his friends instead of a newspaper. He quits the radio show and walks off and we get a commercial break. I, I agree, man. Don't be afraid to tell your friends the truth. If they can't handle it, then, hey... Maybe you should have gone to the paper, but hey, at least you're giving them a chance to deal with it, you know, on confidant, if that's even a term. Anyway, we got a commercial break.
1: There's the Autobot Defense Base! But where are the Autobots? Who cares? Receptacons are gone! Oh no, look! It's Omega Supreme! Introducing the Autobots Omega Supreme Defense Base. It comes with a motorized tank with flashing turret lights. Decepticons! Can I attack Omega Supreme? Transformers! <laughs> In the sky. Omega Supreme is the Transform
2: the Transformers sold separately, batteries not included from Hasbro.
0: After the break, Jessie tells Zack that she found out info on Belding via an old copy of the Bayside Breeze newspaper. They look at the cover where we see a picture of a young Belding and the headline DJ Belding Moon's School Board. And the picture is on page three and four. Ha ha ha. They look at the butt pick and they're surprised as Jesse says that Belding was the Zach Morris of the 60s. We then go back to Belding's office where Zach arrives.
1: <laughs> well, Morris, what'd you do this time?
2: Oh, well, I've been doing a little reading, sir. You know, pages three and four are quite interesting. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Hippie Richie Belding was ordered to drop his on-air protest of the school ban on jeans and long hair building dropped as bell-bottoms instead. The board responded by dropping station K-K-T-Y. Okay, Morris. What do you want? I want you to convince the school board not to close down the max. Oh, I see.
1: And if I don't, what, you're going to show the student body my student body? (laughs) Zach, if that picture gets out, it could ruin me. Is that what you want? No. Look, I just want you to remember what it was like to be a kid.
2: I mean, when you... When you cared as much about jeans and long hair as we do about the max. Zach,
1: that was a different time. They are not the same.
2: No, sir. You're the one who's not the same. I guess you forget what's more important when you get old. You're not the guy I'm looking for. Here's the guy I need. Zach
1: Morris. What? Help me find the old me.
2: Welcome back, Bobber.
0: Yeah, well said, Zach, man. Well said. If only more people these days would just stand up for what they believe in instead of caving to the friggin' uh, you-can't-do-that mob. You all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, we then go to—yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We then go to the Max, where they are holding a Save the Max radio-a-thon— Live on the air with a bunch of old school phones waiting to, for calls and donations. Remember those old phones? Those of us in, you know, part of my Gen X generation. Just the big, they, the big things with the, the buttons and, and the receiver with the co- twisty cord. Man, technology progress. It's good. Sometimes crazy, but uh, mostly good. Zack takes to the air, and he introduces listeners to Belding, who officially kicks off the event. Zack then calls on Lisa for some gossip news. Lisa tells listener that a boy, I forget the name, but she does mention a name. A boy at Bayside thinks he's going steady with a certain girl, and she mentioned that name too. But that girl has been seen with two other guys, and if people want to know who, they need to donate. So way to ruin people's lives for money, Lisa. Way to go, indeed. Exactly. Anyway, phones start ringing, and we have the, we have, um, we then twisty wipe to Screech, arriving and portraying Al Bundy from Married with Children. Another classic show. Man. Well, up until they introduced that seven kid. When that seven kid came along, that was the end of that show, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, Screech does an impression of Al, and he thanks... His impression was pretty alright, it wasn't bad. He even did the hand down the pants thing. Screech does the impression of Al Bundy, and he thanks people for their donations to save the Max. Zach then turns to Jesse for a donation update, and so far they've raised $2,853. We then wipe to later that night, and the donation is now up to $8,034. Kelly gives the gives a phone to Zach saying that the person on the other line wants to talk to him. And it's Slater on the line. He wants to pledge his savings of $100. Zach thanks him. And he asks Slater to head to the Max to help. Or asks ask Slater if he would like to. Don't you want to come to the Max to help out? We can sure you use your help. Whatever, ball boy. Slater says that they don't need him. As he'll just ruin everything. And he hangs up. No credit card or bank card info, but suspension of disbelief. <laughs> Jesse adds the one hundred dollars to the total as phones continue to ring. See, th- see, that's that's you know, as I said, suspension of disbelief. But come on, man, with with that kind of poor writing, people can. I mean, all Slater's got to say is, okay, here's my info, and then quick cut. You know what I mean? Quick cut to the to hours later, but no. What, what would stop somebody from calling in and trolling saying I want to donate $20,000, bye so come on man a <laughs> uh, suspension of disbelief yep but, hey, we then cut to later on and the donation hasn't moved since Slater's $100 was added and everyone at the max is either asleep or nearly asleep Belding is doing the DJ gig as Zach is worried as the phones uh, stopped ringing hours ago and everyone is passed out Belding assures Zach that everything will be fine, because Belding's got a few tricks up his sleeve. We then cut to later on where Belding is now passed out. (laughs) Donations are now at eight thousand four hundred seventy-one dollars as Zach continues to ask listeners for support as his voice is barely hanging on, and that's when whatever ball boy arrives. Hey, prep.
1: I have to wake up. Look, here's my hundred dollars and an extra twenty-five from my dad.
2: Thanks, Slater. But we're still short. I can't talk anymore. I don't think the max is gonna
1: make it. We'll see about that. Give me this mic. All right, everybody, listen up. I'm AC Slater and I've got Here. something to say. Quiet. Dad. <laughs> Quiet. Shh, shh, shh. <clears throat> now look, I used to move around a lot. I never had a place I could actually call home till I came to Bayside and now for the first time I have real friends and a cool place to hang out it's kind of like a second home whenever I'm bummed there's always someone here to help now I know it's late and everyone's tired and the easy thing to do is to quit right but hey quitting never works right look guys we can't give up No, we got to save this place. So get off your tails and make a donation. Let's keep the Max alive. All right, hey, 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 don't get so excited yet. Let's see if anyone calls. Come on, ring.
0: So well done, whatever ball boy gives his speech. The phones begin to ring with a bunch of people saying, I donate $5,000, okay, thanks, bye. They celebrate, and we get the credits, and we just assume that the max was saved. (laughs) On this great episode of Saved by the Bell season two, episode three. I love it, man. Slater, you gotta make him look bad every once in a while, man, just to make people like me feel better about ourselves. (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, that, we, we now move on to Saved by the Bell Season 2, Episode 4, entitled Driver's Education. It's another good one. September 29th, 1990 was the air date. We start in the halls of Bayside. Zach shows up and he tells us that he's in a great mood because Driver's Ed starts today, which means that he's inches away from driving, cruising, and partying. Kelly arrives and Zach gives her a ring. Kelly says that they're just dating. She's not ready to go steady, which which makes no sense to me because. But what I, what do I know? I mean, there's people out there who apparently celebrate monthly dating anniversaries. I mean, I'm single, but I did you know date a woman for a while, and we we never we never even did a did a did a, a one year anniversary, so. But uh, maybe that's why we're 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 exes now, or maybe not. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> Zach says that it's just a friendship ring because friendship is a boat that happy people sail on. A boat, not about. Not, I don't, I'm Canadian. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a boat. We don't say a boat, at least not all of us, or a boot. Anyway. Kelly accepts the ring and and asks Zach if there's anything she can give give him in return. Zach asks for a kiss on the cheek, but Kelly kisses him on the lips. So, I guess if they were going steady, she would have sucked on his tonsils? Uh, alright, okay. Maybe I'm just not experienced enough in the dating scene, but okay. building arrives and he says good morning to Zach, to which Zach replies, Good morning, my love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we then go to class where Driver Zed is about to, to begin and Screech arrives wearing a motorcycle helmet because he takes driving seriously. And the helmet also keeps the football team from giving him noogies. Zack sees Slater and points out the ring that he that uh, he gave to Kelly and tells Slater that from now on it's exclusively Kelly and Zack. To which Slater rolls his eyes. Mr. Tuttle arrives to begin class. For those who don't who don't remember Mr. Tuttle, he's the short stocky funny pudgy dude and he enrolls a picture of a car and he tells the class that a car is a responsibility and a privilege Zach tells Tuttle that any yo-yo can learn to drive and Tuttle replies that that's probably why Zach is there (laughs) good one brother (laughs) anyway he goes over speed limits uh, uh, passing crossing yellow double lines on the street and hand signals He asks, what's the correct driving position is? And Zack replies that it's one hand on the wheel and one arm around Kelly. Slater, whatever ball boy, then corrects Zack with the right answer being one hand at 10 o'clock and the other at 2. Tuttle commends Slater for giving the right answer and Zack calls Slater a teacher's pet. Slater tells Tuttle that his dad taught him how to drive on an army base and upon hearing this, Kelly is instantly impressed because Slater already knows how to drive. But Zach doesn't think it's a big deal. Yeah. I, I don't have a license. I'm going to be 45 in, a, in a, well, like three weeks. I mean, I, I went to driver. I took the driving, the written test, and I passed. And then I went to driving school at Young Drivers of Canada. And I didn't take the final driving exam because back then I was working mostly night shifts. So I was falling asleep at any time without warning. So I thought, you know what, this isn't for me. I don't need to be driving and then falling asleep at the wheel and just, you know, insert bad friggin' shit there. So, yeah, I don't drive. So that's a big strike against me, I'm sure. <sighs> but I can cook, ladies. See you on to check it out. Anyway, we then go to the max where Zack and Kelly arrive and Kelly wants Zack to take driver's ed seriously or he won't get his license. But Zack isn't worried. A random guy then passes by and he says hi to Kelly to which Zack quickly points out the ring Kelly's wearing to the guy. Another guy shows up and says hi to Kelly and Zack also gives him the see the ring treatment. Kelly reminds Zack that they're not going steady before a girl shows up and says hi to Zach. Zack. And Kelly shoos her away with a little see-the-ring action of her own. <laughs> uh, well done, Kelly. Zack and Kelly then join Lisa and Jesse, and they're bummed because they don't have money for a car. Zach smiles, and he tells them that he's going to drive his dad's Porsche when he turns 16. And uh, Zach, it I had to rewind it a couple times because it sounded like Zack pronounced it Porsche, which I think is sounds stupid even if it's the legit pronunciation or not i remember an episode of uh fresh prince of bel-air and there was just a quick moment where there was a debate between carlton and hillary over how it was pronounced and carlton pronounced argued that it was pronounced porsche while hillary insisted it was porsche i pronounce it porsche because it sounds badass whereas porsche sounds like uh Sounds like He-Man, or sounds like She-Ra, whereas Porsche sounds like He-Man. I'm a dude, you know, sorry, not sorry. Slater arrives with news that he just bought a car, which causes Zach to spit out his drink. Slater invites everybody to come out, come and check out this, his car. And Zack tells him that if he never bought a... Well, Zach tells us, no, he tells Slater that if he never bought a ring for Kelly, he could have bought a car, and Slater asks, Batteries or wind-up. <laughs> Uh, so even though, you know, you know whatever ball boy just irks me with his perfectionness every now and then, it's good to see him, uh, you know, fail every now and then, but at the same time, you know, come up with a great line. So well done. Put Porsche boy in his freaking place. And then we then go to Slater's house where he reveals his finger quote new car. <laughs> and it's basically a used up piece of shite. The group pretends to be impressed, except for Screech, who is genuinely impressed, because of course he is. And he he tells Slater that they both know what chicks dig. Jesse takes offense to this and tells Screech that women are not chicks. And Slater agrees. He tells Screech to listen to the babe. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Zach tells Slater that he can open up a, a juice stand with this old lemon of a car that Slater's got. But Slater assures Zack that the car is going to look awesome after he cleans it up. Kelly tells Slater that the group will help him wash the car. And we quickly forward to later on where the car is cleaned up and looking awesome. Everyone now loves the car except for jealous Zack who says that Slater can't drive until he turns 16 anyway. Kelly says that she can't wait to go for a ride. And smug little Slater with his smug little whatever ball dimples replies that she won't have to wait long because he turns 16 next week. The group gets excited as Zach pauses time and tells us that Slater doesn't know it yet, but he's going to fail Driver's Ed and we get a commercial break. Hey! Want to play Bop-It?
1: It commands you obey! Bop-It! Twist it! Tap it! If you can't keep up, twist it. you lose! Once you get your hands on bop it, you're not going to want to stop it!
0: Fast-talking electronic Bop-It. Batteries not included. After the break, Mr. Tuttle is setting up pylons in the classroom when Zach arrives to talk to him.
2: Mr. Tuttle, can I see you? Ah, I want to get an early start on the wisecracks, huh, Mr. Morris? (laughs) No, sir. Driver's ed is an important class, and I'm going to take it seriously from now on, unlike Slater. Slater? What about Slater? He's my best student. Well, I know, sir, but he's become too cocky about it. And a cocky driver is a reckless driver. (laughs) I find it hard to believe that a fine young man like A.C. Slater... Well, sir, he's telling everyone that he should teach the class. That muscle-bound punk said that.
1: (laughs) 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 I'll show him.
0: Yeah, that's right. You tell him, Tuttle. Anyway, we quickly forward to class and session. And Tuttle has, uh... He has, he has a golf cart painted up like a sports car, a blue sports car with some flames and stuff, kind of imagery on it, in the class, and he asks the students, who wants to drive it first? Slater, the muscle-bound punk, <laughs> asks if he can go first, and Tuttle replies that Slater just wants to show off, and he can wait his muscle-bound punk turn. Tuttle then asks Turtle, <laughs> Lisa Turtle, <laughs> Tuttle and Turtle. Uh, What's the first thing you do when you get behind the wheel? Slater replies, sorry, Lisa, not Slater. Screw you, muscle-bound punk. Lisa replies that the first thing you do is check your mirror. And Tuttle says that's correct. And why do you check the mirror? And Lisa replies to check your makeup. Because of course she does. (laughs) Tuttle then asks Screech to start up the car, and Screech starts by kicking the wheels, wiping the mirror wiping the steering wheel and putting on his safety helmet and goggles, forcing Tuttle to get irritated and kicking him out of the friggin' car. <laughs> Tuttle then asks who would like to go next, and Musclebound Punk volunteers. Ah, I love ripping on him. <laughs> Slater then gets in the car and Tuttle sets up more a more challenging obstacle for Slater, as he and Zach wink to, uh, to each other, Tuttle and Zach, that is. Slater drives around the little course, and quicker These the video's sped up. He does some parallel parking, drives around the pylons, almost stops, he stops right in time, right in front of Screech, before Screech uh, flashes a stop sign. And then he finishes as the class, including Tuttle, but except for Zack, are all impressed with Slater's driving skills. Tuttle then tells Slater that he can use him as a teaching assistant next semester for driver's ed. Slater, with his freaking muscle-bound punk face and muscles, appreciates the offer, but he says he'll be busy cruising around with a certain young lady as he looks over to Kelly, you punk. Zach sees this, and he (laughs) he has a classic Saved by the Bell daydream.
1: I've never realized how much fun movies can be until I watched them in your beautiful car. After this, we'll drive to that big bluff overlooking the ocean and just... Oh, yeah. You know, Zack never used to drive me anywhere. Zack? Oh, you mean that 15-year-old without a car? <laughs> Whatever happened to the boy? Who
2: cares? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gee, Zach, I never realized how much fun a movie could be until I watched him on your beautiful bike. <laughs> Will you shut up? <laughs>
0: god seriously when I watched this episode back for this review I laughed my ass off first at Slater's smug little face when he's sitting in the car with Kelly just just oh my god I wanted to kick him in the head <laughs> but then we pan over to Zack and Screech on their little bike date <laughs> oh my god Screech is awesome we then return to the real world and class ends Zack tells us that he's down but not out. He tells Smug Boy that he thinks he's gonna fail Driver's Ed, and he asks Slater for some lessons for twenty bucks. Slater agrees and they they agree they arrange to meet after school. We then cut to later in the day where Zack is in the boys' washroom, and Screech arrives. Hey Zach, why'd you want
2: to see me here? Well, Screech, I told Mr. Belding you do a great impression of Mr. Tuttle, and he wants to hear it. Sure. Which stall is he in? Here. He's in his office waiting for us to call. Now, pretend you're Mr. Tuttle and tell Belding to get the keys out of the driver's ed car. Got it. Hello. I'm Mr. Belding. This is Mr. Tuttle. Could you do me a favor and get the keys out of the driver's ed car? I left them by mistake, mistake, mistake.
1: Why can't you do it?
2: Why can't I do it?
1: I'm I'm shaving my body hair, so I'll swim faster. Oh. Sorry I asked. All right, Tuttle, I'll get the keys out of the car for you. Now, is there anything else I could do for you? Good. Now stall him for five minutes. Got it?
2: Um, yeah. Could you tell me that really long story about how you became a principal?
1: All right, if you insist. All began with a boy and a dream. Year was 1956. Eisenhower was president. Elvis was king. I was in kindergarten on a finger painting scholarship. <laughs> well, I love those paints.
0: <laughs> yes, another classic by Screech. <laughs> Shaving his body hair so he can swim faster. You don't get more random than that. <laughs> Seriously, they got to bring Dustin Diamond back. Man, how would they they, they they I guess they'd bring him back as a teacher. And it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to have some some Geek and a half as a teacher, but saved by, the buttons. It saved by the bell. Suspension to disbelief. Bring the man back, man. Bloody hell. Spano did showgirls for crying out loud, and they're bringing her back. We then cut to Zach driving the golf cart in the empty halls of Bayside when Slater arrives. Slater tells Zach that they're going to get in trouble if they're seen with a cart outside of class. But Zach says that there's nothing to worry about because nobody's around. Slater reluctantly agrees to continue and Zach tells Slater to get in the cart to show him how it's done. While Zach gets out and he watches from the side. Slater gets in the cart when Kelly arrives and Zach freaks out, asking Kelly what she's doing there. Kelly says that she's heading to volleyball practice and Slater offers her a ride. <laughs> Kelly gets in the cart and Slater, <laughs> or with Slater... And Zach starts to freak out, telling Kelly to get out, but Slater quickly drives away with his smug little face. And then we hear a crash off-screen. We then see that Slater has crashed into a the cart into a set of lockers, and Kelly has bumped her head. Belding then yells out from his office, and the trio quickly runs off, leaving the scene of the accident. Belding sees the accident scene, and he yells that who, he yells out that whoever did it. Is in big trouble and we get a commercial break.
1: If you think this is magic, watch this the Etch a Sketch magic screen. Turn the dials and, like magic, lines appear out of nowhere. But the magic isn't just in how you draw, it's also in how you erase the one and only original etch sketch from ohio art magic in a box
0: after the break tuttle is <laughs> i'm still thinking about the bike date <laughs> screech <laughs> oh slater's face seriously go if you could, you, could probably, you could probably find this episode online somewhere go back and just watch that daydream sequence Watch Slater's just smug friggin' face as he's sitting there with Kelly. And then when they pan over to Zack and Screech on the bike. It's it's just great. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, okay. after the break, Tuttle, Tuttle is in Belding's office. And Belding is blaming Tuttle for the accident. Tuttle claims his innocence and reminds Belding that he was next in line, being Tuttle, to become school principal... And he even had a color scheme picked out for the office. Tuttle leaves and Belding goes on the PA and demands that the person or persons responsible for the accident report to his office immediately. And they have until noon the next day. Kelly, who is standing at the lockers uh, with Jesse and Lisa, tells Jesse and Lisa that she was involved. As Slater offered to drive her to, to volleyball practice, Zach got jealous and they ended up crashing. Zack arrives and apologizes to Kelly that she got hurt. So he's, you know, I'm sorry you got hurt. And Kelly tells Zack that it wasn't his fault. Slater arrives and says, uh, Zack says that, you know, Kelly's right. It was all Slater's fault. <laughs> uh, you're probably hearing that. That's my, uh, the lid of my slow cooker bubbling. So it smells amazing in here. So just deal with it. Just think of it as... Well, you probably can't hear it because I put the background music underneath here. So pretend I didn't didn't say anything. Go to com to see uh, recipes with videos and stuff. All of which I've made and tested myself so you know they're good. Anyway, Slater disagrees that it was his fault. He insists that Zack played a part as well. Zack tells Slater that if it were him who wrecked the car, he'd turn himself in. Jesse tells Slater to be a man and confess... To which Slater replies that Jesse should be a woman and cook. You muscle-bound punk. As I've said many times before, man, no woman's allowed in my kitchen unless she's there to watch me cook and then taste test. Alright, she can help, but it's my kitchen. I do the cooking. The end. Yeah, anyway, Kelly agrees that they need to confess and Slater agrees too because, of course, he's got the hots for Kelly. (laughs) He says that if Belding hadn't shown up, they could have re- they could have returned the cart and nobody would have known. Well, the the lockers, dude. Belding would have known something happened. So, tisk tisk Slater. Anyway, Slater wonders what Belding was doing there anyway when Screech arrives and he replies that Belding was getting the keys out of the car. They realize that he spilled the beans. I don't understand that unless I heard it wrong. Like why would like why would Belding go to his office? To get his keys out of the car. So, I must have heard that wrong. But I rewound it a couple times. And that's what it sounded like Screech said. So, all right. Belding has a car in his office. And, all right. Anyway, Slater demands to know what's going on. And Screech confesses after Musclebound Punk threatens poor Screech's life. And Screech confesses that it was all Zack's doing. As he made sure that Belding would catch Slater in the act. Kelly and Slater are ticked off upon hearing this and say that Zack is the one who needs to come clean. Jessie comes up with a plan to make Zack feel so guilty that he'll confess. And she asks Kelly how her head feels. Kelly says that her head feels fine, and Jessie says that uh, she thinks Kelly's about to take a turn for the worse. And they get a, they get little sneaky, dastardly smiles on their faces. We then go to the max, which well, obviously has been saved after last week. And Screech and Zach arrive together, and they sit down with Slater, Jesse, and Lisa.
1: Hi, guys. Screech. Where's Kelly? I don't know. Maybe she went home. She said she had a headache. Like the kind you get when you hit your head in an accident.
2: Oh, come on. She's fine. No big deal.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Kelly Kapowski.
2: (laughs) Very funny. Who is this guy? What do you mean, who am I?
1: Maybe that bump on your head affected your memory. This is Zack Morris, your boyfriend. He gave you the ring you're wearing. Wait a minute. There must be some mistake. I don't have a boyfriend.
2: Do you remember me?
1: Well, yeah, you're Tom Cruise, the coolest guy at school. (laughs) She seems fun to me.
2: I don't believe this. Kelly, it's Zach.
1: This guy is major weird.
2: She really doesn't remember me?
1: I think it's only temporary. She probably has selective amnesia. It's where a person blocks out a painful memory.
2: Hey, I wonder if that's why my family always calls me, hey,
1: you. Wait a minute. I do have a boyfriend. How can I forget someone? That's special to me. Meet me after school. We have lots of catching up to do. I think I better play along, Preppy. For Kelly's own good, of course. I think you're right. Absolutely. No, wait.
2: Kelly, this whole thing was my fault. I tricked Slater into driving the car. I'm gonna tell Belding everything, then we're gonna get you the best doctor money can buy.
1: I knew you come for Zach. Zach? Uh-oh.
2: Hey, who told you what I did?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, way to go, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Seriously, Screech is just the perfect foil, man. I mean, if if, you, if the writers of this show were having just difficulty with the scene and where to go next with it, just insert some crazy Screechness in it, and there you go. It was that simple. So, Screech was just perfect, perfect foil. We then go back to Driver's Ed class, which is about to begin, and we learn that Tuttle has gone to get Belding. The group insists that Zach confess, but he's not worried. As he says that he knows he knows Belding better than Belding knows Belding. Zack says that Belding will for, will give everyone a chance to confess, and when nobody does, Belding will say that he's very disappointed in everybody. But since he doesn't know who's guilty, he can't punish anyone, and he'll leave. Lisa gets nervous until she was, she's reminded that she didn't even do anything. Belding and Belding and Tuttle uh, arrive. As I freaking did a reverse hiccup there. Belding and Tuttle then arrive, and Belding gives everyone one last chance to confess. Nobody does, and Belding tells the class that he's very disappointed in them all. But since he doesn't know who's guilty, he can't punish the guilty. But instead, he's going to punish everyone and cancel driver's ed, which means everyone has to repeat the course next year. The class freaks out, and Tuttle asks Belding if, if he still gets paid for being the driver's ed teacher. Belding says no and Tuttle begs somebody to confess. (laughs) I love Tuttle, man. (laughs) Uh, Kelly gets up and she offers to take the blame because that's what Kelly does. And she offers so the entire class doesn't have to suffer. Belding is surprised and asks Kelly if she really did it. And Kelly says that it wasn't exactly her. Belding isn't surprised and he believes that she's covering for someone. And he wants to know who. Slater then stands up and says that Kelly's covering for him because Slater's got the hots for Kelly. Belding is again surprised as he is certain that Zack is involved. Slater says that it was just him and nobody else as he was in the seat so he'll take the heat. Belding accepts the answer, tells Slater to come with him to the office. When Zack finally speaks up and confesses that it was all him because he was jealous of Slater and came up with a plan to get Slater kicked out of driver's ed, Zach apologizes to Slater and Belding. Uh, sorry, Zach apologizes to Slater and Belding gives Slater two weeks detention because uh, even though it wasn't Slater's, ultimately his fault, he could have easily not gotten in the cart and driven off while it was in the hall. So Slater isn't exactly innocent at all. Kelly, however, uh, Kelly is also guilty too. She should have known better as well. I don't recall her asking, why is the cart in the hallway? She was just happy to see it and happy to get a drive. So she should have gotten detention too. Anyway, Zack is impressed and thought Belding would come down harder. Belding tells Zack that he's going to be harder, that he is going to be harder. He tells Zack that he's failed driver's end and he can try again next year. And he'll accompany him through the office. Belding then turns to Tuttle and he says, And that, Mr. Tuttle, is how you principal. And he leaves. To which Tuttle repeats Belding mockingly. <laughs> which is a classic little bit from Tuttle. And that Mr. Peddles? is how you pants it <laughs> I love Tuttle. <laughs> anyway, Zack then starts to leave for Belding's office when Kelly calls out to him. And she asks for the ring back. Zack asks Kelly to wait for him. But not in uh, Slater's car. As Belding snatches Zack from behind and we get the credits... On a classic episode, as I said, go back, if nothing else, watch the daydream sequence with uh, Slater and Kelly in the movies, and then Zack and Screech with Zack's bike. That was lovely. I seriously, I, I seriously legit LMAO'd. Not like a lot of these people on the internet who type LOL and LMAO when they're not really LOLing, you know? I legit LMAO'd. So, at that, seeing that. Anyway. That was Bayside Buddy episode 10. 10 glorious years of Bayside Buddy courtesy of com. Follow me on Twitter. I am Nerby. Follow me on Instagram. I am Nerby. Follow me on Twitch. Nerby Do. N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. I play games, man. Follow me there. We, you I mean, if you're a PlayStation 4 and soon to be a PlayStation 5 gamer, you can, you can be on my, my list and you can play with me and we can stream and you can be on my streams with me. And I can make you famous, maybe. Anyway, Join me next time for Bayside Buddy episode 11 in which we will be checking out episodes uh, 5 and 6 of Saved by the Bell season 2 entitled House Party and Blind Dates as we are going to see the debut of Violet. So be there for that. Spread the love. Spread it around. Make me famous, people. Don't be selfish with your sharing on social media. Come on. Anyway, this has been Nairby. Have a lovely week.